Hello everyone, uh, welcome to The Screen Unscripted where we decode every aspect of screenwriting for films, TV and web series. I'm your host Rohan and you are watching episode 2, season 1 of this podcast. So, in the last episode, in the pilot episode, I talked about how our podcasting journey would begin with the Shawshank Redemption. Now, I want to start with Shawshank Redemption because it is the pinnacle of a very important element of screenwriting that is um, called character arcs, right? The transformation of a character through the story, through all of the three acts of the story. And I think the Shawshank Redemption perfects that in every sense of the word. So let's talk a little bit about the movie and then we'll talk about how the character arcs really influenced the story. So The Shawshank Redemption was released in 1994. It's a drama prison movie about a person, uh, a successful banker, uh, a person in the financial uh, sector who was arrested for the merger, uh, for the for the murder. Why did I say murder? Uh, so for the murder of his wife, uh, the alleged murder of his wife, which he, of course, did not commit. Uh, so he was falsely accused of this crime and thrown into prison. And the movie is about how he deals with the life in prison, right? So it was directed by Frank Darabont and more importantly, the screenplay was written by Stephen King. Now, a little bit about Stephen King. He is one of the most influential horror, supernatural fiction, suspense, fantasy fantasy novelists of our time. And he has written books like The Shining, The Outsider, Stephen King's It, you may have heard of. So this guy really knows his stuff. He's a very experienced writer and uh, a great influencer of modern day film, right? So the screenplay was written by him, directed by, and the film was directed by, again, Frank Darabont. And the casting for the film was um, the protagonist, Andy Dufresne, was played by Tim Robbins. Red, the sort of the second in command to the protagonist line, was played by Morgan Freeman was again a wonderful actor and um, these were sort of two main members and the other ones are not that relevant so these were the two main cast members that and the it's surprising to note that this picture was this film was a box office flop and it really shows why because in uh, let's just talk about the time in which this film was created right so the Shawshank Redemption, while it was nominated for a lot of awards, didn't win any of the Oscars. Partly, well, actually not partly, mostly because in that year, 1994 is by many film critics, by many film enthusiasts, called the, one of the best years for cinema because in uh, 1994, three great, sort of all-time great films were released. And um, they were the Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, uh, Tom Hanks, and Pulp Fiction, directed by Quentin Tarantino. If I were to give my ranking sort of right now, it would be Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, and then Pulp Fiction. I, I'm 
I'm a big fan of Tarantino, but I think Django Unchained was a little better. I don't know why. It's just a, it's a weird opinion. No, actually, Pulp Fiction was better, but just by a margin, Forrest Gump was better than Pulp Fiction. All right, I'm digressing now. But the thing is, uh, the Shawshank Redemption was actually the best film of that year and didn't win any awards. Uh, partly also because. the academy wasn't ready for th- these sort of stories they were still sort of going for bi- biographies at that time were becoming really popular so the forest camp portrayed it in a very nice way so uh now let's talk about the screenplay right now enough about the story and uh, so today we're going to talk about character arcs right character arcs are a very central element of screenwriting now uh there is something i like to tell all of you guys who are here for the educational piece of the podcast um dan harmon uh is a very acclaimed screenwriter he wrote rick and morty rick and morty is really good so uh he made story circle uh so it's called dan harmon's story circle a very it's become a very popular concept in screenwriting right now so what we do in that like if you use that template for uh, screenplay writing uh you can divide your whole script into eight parts right so if i were to give a rough outline of it it would be like the character falls into a new place he tries he wins but he goes back to that so it's sort of around that right so if we were to apply that template to the shawshank redemption it almost it sort of it does not fit that kind of norm right because in that story circle there are about 8 bits and the shawshank redemption really concludes in about 4 so the main sort of story line for shawshank redemption is the uh the protagonist tandy dufresne uh, finds himself in uncharted territory prison life he adapts to it he sort of conquers it and then he sort of all right give the spoiler then he comes out of jail so throughout these four sort of uh main character events he evolves a lot now this is where character arcs come into place so when we begin the movie right we see him as a person who sort of lost right he's a successful banker but he was cheated by his wife mainly because of so it was a fault on her part but also because he wasn't devoting a lot of time to their relationship right he was a very uh, busy banker so he at the beginning of the movie was shown as a person who is sort of given up on himself he's he was really on the verge of murdering her uh, murdering her, his wife but then he didn't but sort of coincidentally the wife was murdered that night and the uh, he was alleged for that crime which he didn't commit so then he's thrown into shawshank prison now shawshank prison was known for sort of the unjust methods of treatment that these prisoners get get i mean like most of these prisoners were sort of accused of a very high level crimes like homicide and etc but andy defrain was one of the few who was not guilty at all so going into the sort of the first character point is that andy defrain when he was thrown into prison was a very self centered and very sort of innately quiet person right he was a the correct word for that would be he 
he wasn't like he wasn't socially active in the prison because all of the there was a great scene in the movie where the prisoners are inducted into uh, Shawshank, right? So uh, during the induction process, there was a scene in which white powder is thrown on the prisoner, and most of the prisoners were sort of reacting to it and doing all sorts of stuff. But Andy Dufresne was calm. He was composed. He was the only one out of the few who was that composed, and that sort of showed his acceptance. He knew that like there's no getting out of this. This is his fate now, and he has to deal with it. So the first character point was acceptance, a very important theme in the story. How to how to evolve out of certain situations, but to do that, you first have to accept that situation, right? If, for example, I was um I'm playing cricket, right? Or let's say I'm playing football, and uh I can't use my left leg, so for all the sort of shots that come towards my left leg. I'll have to first drag it to my right and then shoot. It's not the best example, but that's sort of what happened with Andy. He really didn't deserve that prison life, and but he still accepted it because he realized that it was better to accept the situation and sort of do better with it than to sort of rely, uh, just lay back and just decay in that prison. So the first character point was acceptance which was perfectly captured by tim robbins acting in the movie so in the start of the movie he was an introvert he didn't talk to a lot of person uh, or to a lot of people but after spending a considerable amount of time in the jail he sort of started opening up and there's a great transition for this so let's t- uh, so there are two andies in the movie right there's one andy who just keeps to himself who's a very uh, introvert sort of guy and the other one is this extrovert who helps other people so during these two to so to move from one of these character points to the other the no, so stephen king had a very wonderful transition so uh, one thing that we knew from the beginning of the movie was that andy was a banker the other thing that we knew was andy was a good person at heart he just fell into the wrong place at the wrong time so there was a scene in which they had to paint the uh, terrace of an ocean of uh, a prison building and uh, the warden uh, there's this junior warden who was like, sort of the so cruel right you actually that man deserved to go to prison so the warden who sort of uh, uh, leveraged his position over on the prisoners very uh, in a very unjust manner was talking about some finances in the movie and Andy Dufresne went to him and sort of put some sense into him he said that no this way of spending tax is better and he got really angry in an unjust way of course and then he said that I'm going to throw, throw you off this building and call it a call it an accident then Andy using all of his financial acumen posed a better financial situation for him and so it was sort of um, it it was a quick pro quo uh, quick pro quo situation so he uh, the andy for uh, in return in uh, return for his financial advice asked for a very simple thing uh, it was a very beautiful thing he just asked for beers for all of his uh, mates who were uh, all of his friends who were painting the ceiling with him so during the course of those two months they all all of his friends who w- went on to become his closest friends in the prison 
became his comrades they all shared a bottle of beer um, uh, they all individually had a bottle of beer for two months each year for for the summer and it was a great bonding experience for all of them and sort of that's how andy dufresne moved from this introvert guy to a very helpful prisoner so the second act for andy dufresne was that now he's on a mission to number one get out of jail and number two, help the other prisoners, liberate the other prisoners. And this movie interconnects that very beautifully, right? Behind all of Andy's external motives to educate all the prisoners was an internal motive to get out of prison. I'm not going to go much into the details because, first of all, you need to see the movie to sort of get to love, get to my level, sort of my level of thinking right now. So Andy usually helped the uh, help the other prisoners got something in return, used that to get out of prison. While during that process, Andy was sort of still succumbing to the prison environment. And there's a scene. So Andy's character can be divided into three character points. The number one being an introvert guy, the other one being an external help, and the third one was a man who had finally reached where he wanted to. So... Uh, the warden in this the the warden in this movie was sort of the epitome of evil, right? And he killed a person who stood up against uh, who stood up against the uh, prison system in Shawshank, uh, who was sort of uh, Andy's uh, not entourage uh, is not the right word. His pupil, uh, Andy, was teaching him high school uh, subjects for. A long time now and he was about to give his exams and he was in support of Andy. He had found uh, uh, some new evidence that claimed that Andy Dufresne was in fact not guilty. So when he told that to the warden, the warden realized no. Because Andy was very helpful for all the prison st- uh, the external prison staff as well, right? He u- did the financials for the warden, made him a millionaire and whatnot. Using a very, using a uh, different alias, which we, which if you see the movie is a, is a very great loop. Uh, so Andy Dufresne uh, in the library scene told Red that this is a person that I've created. He only exists on paper and all the uh, funds are being funneled through him. And at the end of that movie, Andy just takes that identity. So really encapsulates his journey. He sort of creates his own identity at the end of the movie. And that is one thing that I found very beautiful. Stephen King really did a great job with that. Now, that's enough about Andy Dufresne. You need to see the movie. Now, the next character, which I really sort of... is again, the second most important character was Red. Red played by Morgan Freeman. Now, Red, the best part, the character arcs of Red can be traced to all of his three parole hearings. So, when you're in prison, after spending some time in the prison, you can go up for parole. So, parole is sort of this, like, thing where uh, the prison grants you access to live in the outside world provided you do a job. So, for the first parole hearing, he gives a very standard answer that, Oh, I know I have been uh, rehabilitated. I have been da- I've done this, I've done that. And he gets rejected because all of the prisoners are using the same template. So he really does not understand what it means to go out of prison. The second time the parole hearing happens again, he gives the same template answer. And still showing that his character has not really evolved a lot. After spending a lot of time with Andy, after being liberated by him, during the third parole hearing, he just tells the 
tells the interviewers that he doesn't know what rehabilitation means for him rehabilitation has not happened in prison prison is now his home so he was not he was never you are never rehabilitated in your own home it's just still your own home right so he just told them point blank that he doesn't know what that means and he can just be here for a long time if they want and after that they realized oh this man really now knows his stuff he's not a danger to society so they threw him out of jail so now let's talk about the jail so shoshan prison the place where this movie is set is a character in itself at the beginning of the movie the place is shown as a gloom hotspot for terror right it's a place where all of these murderers are put a very bad place all the guards the wardens are very bad and it's a very sick place to live in during the movie we sort of grow with the prison right we get attached to the uh, attached to the prison for example I, i was watching the movie and like even though the prison was so bad in all senses like you found bugs in your food you actually got accustomed to it you grew with the prison right so a very very important character in this movie who sort of encapsulated the character of, of the prison itself was brooks so brooks was a person who had lived in the prison for almost 50 years so he told us that for the first few years the prison was hell after that it grew on him and then it became his home he had lived a majority of his lifetime in that prison so the character arc of the prison went from a gloomy place to home for some people and that was perfectly encapsulated by brooks so brooks was a person living in the prison for more than 50 years so then because he has served his time in prison now he was sort of thrown out he was say all right you're out of prison go live in the outside world he could not live in the outside world prison was his home right all of the friends were still in the prison he grew accustomed to the food in the prison he uh, made a lot of friends the prison was his home and a very funny thing was sort of ironical to what i stated that when he was sort of thrown out of prison the outside world became the prison for him because inside uh, innately he was he was in he was sort of guarded guarded right that's not the right word the perfect uh, the simple thing is after being thrown out of prison the outside world became prison for him because that was not his home his home was the prison and then he commits suicide so i think that perfectly that sort of tells us how the prison involved on the audience as well as on the prisoners on screen uh, in the movie so that's for character arcs in the shawshank redemption i'm going to go in sort of on the educational aspects of character arcs in a later episode where we talk about actually implementing these arcs in your screenplay but right now I just want to just like briefly uh, go over all of these things using an example so i think Sh- the shawshank redemption was the perfect uh, perfect way to demonstrate how character arcs are so important and why that can lead you to a 9.3 imdb rating <laughs> right so i think that's enough for today's episode i think we've talked a lot i think we're well over or yeah yeah we're 19 minutes now so yeah that's it for this episode again this is going to be very informal this is just straight up talks about movies and stuff 
but again a great thing is because if you're watching this podcast now you're able to judge movies from a different lens what really happens is when people don't know when people sort of watch pick movies watch a film in two ways they either watch it to entertain themselves they in three ways or sorry in three ways they watch it to entertain themselves they watch it to educate themselves but there are some movies which do both of them both of these things and i think for me a a film that really holds more respect or holds more weight to say a normal flick is a is a is a picture is a piece of cinema that lives with me for a long time the story resonates with me it has a deep impact on the viewer right so i think the shawshank redemption through its character arcs did a wonderful job with that and so so what i'm going to do is whenever i'm going to talk about film or cinema i'm going to give a rating to the screenplay of the movie so for shawshank redemption i'm going to give an a plus so thanks for watching uh, stay tuned for the next episode it's going to be out soon and yeah till that just uh just watch shawshank redemption if you have right so yeah thanks for watching uh, i'll disconnect now it's been it's been too long